Good morning. It is Saturday, July the 8th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. And you know what Saturday means. It's a Holy Spirit story day. Well, I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Today's story, I call it the miracle of adoption. Our text is always on Saturday, this text of great agency, Acts 1, chapter 8. I call this the great commission. Hear now the word of the Lord. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Today's story comes to us from Brenda. She was prompted to share a long-developing story because of our journey through Romans. It is a story of a long-awaited adoption. In her email, she wrote, Years before my daughter was born, one day I read Romans 4.17 and was filled with great hope that this adoption would happen. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. I felt God was calling my child into being, our family into being, and was calling me a mother, though it hadn't happened yet. So many of us find ourselves in these situations where God is calling seemingly impossible things into being. May this story increase our confidence in Jesus. Below is Brenda's story in her own words, and if you listen, which I hope you are, and obviously you are if you're hearing my voice, you'll hear this in Brenda's own voice. In 2002, I was on leave as a missionary to Russia to attend seminary. At a missions event at a supporting church, several missionaries spoke about their work with children orphaned because of war and disease. I thought, God, if I ever get married, I'm going to adopt a baby like that. God replied, Brenda, you don't have to be married to adopt. It was so clearly God speaking that I took that as a calling, or at the least an invitation from God to be led in a direction I hadn't considered. I began to pray for open doors. After seminary, I returned to Russia, fully expecting that God would bring this about quickly, and that adopting a baby from a Russian orphanage was the most likely route. I prayed and explored options, only to learn that it would be nearly impossible for me to adopt while living in Russia. I shared my calling with my team leaders who laid hands on me and prayed. One of them shared a vision she had of me holding a baby and Jesus standing behind us. She said, Brenda, Jesus will always be with you. Several years later, I was in the U.S. to raise support and began to question if I should return to Russia or stay to work towards adoption. I was 39, and I didn't want to wait much longer to become a mother. After much prayer and counsel from others, I didn't have a clear direction, but I decided to stay. I found a job, kept praying, and explored adoption agencies. The agency route was expensive and seemed out of reach. So I decided to become a foster parent, since adopting through the foster system is free and foster and adoptive parents are greatly needed. At one point, I was told I could adopt a newborn baby girl who was placed with me, 
I thought, yay, God. But after three months, I was informed that in two weeks, the baby would go to another family. That was a heartbreak I wasn't sure I could recover from. My mom had come to stay with me during that time, and one morning, mom told me about a dream so vivid it didn't seem like a dream, more like a vision. The vision was a girl, about 12 years old, who looked like she could be this baby at that age. Brown skin, dark curly hair, brown eyes. Mom said, I don't know what that means, but maybe God will bring this baby back to you. I fostered a few more children after that, but I began to think two things. One, fostering is a good thing, but it's not what God called me to. And two, God wants to bring this adoption about in a way that clearly demonstrates he made it happen, not me. In September of 2012, I shared my call to adoption with a friend. She said, you should adopt M's baby. You know she's pregnant and plans to give this baby up for adoption. I replied, God's going to have to work that one out. I vaguely knew M. I knew that she already had a baby and that she lived in another town 30 miles away. In November, I had a foster child who would be returning to her mom before Thanksgiving, and I decided that would be my last. One week before Thanksgiving, I received a call from someone from my church. She said, would you be willing to house a young woman who's homeless? It's just for three months. She'll work with an agency to find housing. She has a baby and is pregnant. It's M. I felt God smiling at me and saying, Brenda, you don't have to do this, but you sure can. The week after Thanksgiving, M and her baby moved in. That evening, she shared her life story with me. I knew this situation had to be about hospitality to this young woman and not about adoption, so I didn't share that part of my story. A week later, M said to me, I have a question for you. I felt it coming. Would you be willing to adopt this baby I'm pregnant with? I can't handle two babies in the situation I'm in, and I want her to have a good home. I think you would be a good mother for this baby. With no hesitation, I said, yes. Many amazing things happened throughout the process that I could not have arranged or even imagined, clearly demonstrating that God made this happen, not me. And now, 10 years later, I have a beautiful, amazing girl with brown skin, dark curly hair, and brown eyes. And Jesus has been with us every step of the way. The Prayer Abba Father, thank you for this beautiful story of redemption longing, waiting, and patience, and yes, finally fulfillment. We speak our blessing over Brenda and her daughter, and we claim all of your purposes for their lives. Holy Spirit, encourage our faith and increase our confidence in the powerful working of God in all things for our good who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. We pray today for families who long to have children by any means, that you will fulfill their longings. And we're praying in Jesus' name. Amen. And the question, do you know of those who are longing to have children, but have or are facing challenges and difficulties in the process, how might you reach out and encourage them today?
and our hymn today. You know, after some thought and prayer, I've discerned that we should just make the chorus sanctuary, our every Saturday song. The song, it carries a deep and sophisticated prayer in a very simple and profound way. These Holy Spirit stories demonstrate the song in action. It's what we're going for all week. So singing it weekly will be fitting. You know the words, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary for pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. We'll sing it through twice. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, bright and true, with thanksgiving. I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy Bright and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. You know, a Holy Spirit story is always just around the corner for any of us as we head out today and and meet this day the spirit is moving the spirit is moving in every single person that you'll come about today drawing them into the love of god willing for them to find faith in jesus christ But you and I are the agents of the Spirit who are helping to facilitate those meetings to help sow seeds of love in those relationships. It can happen in so many ways. That's why we consecrate ourselves. We want to be ready, attentive, attuned willing. It's just so easy to just to rush through the day, so busy and distracted and really asleep. So I want to encourage you today to to be looking for the opportunities that the Spirit is providing and to be willing to take risks, even little risks. You know, you maybe you remember I used to, and I got to bring it back. I was telling my own Holy Spirit failure stories, not the failure of the Holy Spirit, but my own failure to to really be aware and to participate when I was aware. 
So, yeah, that's what being a sanctuary of the presence of God moving about in the world is like a moving tabernacle of God's presence. That's what we are together and scattered. So, um, yeah, let's call that a a morning here with the wake-up call. Love for you to send your Holy Spirit stories in. Um, Those encourage people so much. Otherwise, get your seeds, guys. Saturday, as we say, is a it's a different kind of day than the weekdays, providing a lot of different kinds of opportunities to sow for awakening. I'll be looking for you out there on the field. I'll be that guy waving, okay? For the awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.